17, let's, let's get going. He must not take many wives. Listen to what the Bible says. He must not what? Take many wives. But Esau took many wives. Or his heart will be led astray. He must not accumulate large amount of silver and gold. That is debauchery. Not too much. David said, let me not be too rich. That will speak against you. Let me not be too poor. If I become too rich, I will become proud. Too poor, I will speak against you. There, you see, even in your search for prosperity and riches, it must be by measure of strength. If you become too rich, that you can't control the money again, you become rebels. Stop on. You should be able to control your money. Hallelujah. Look at Bigate, very rich, but you don't hear of him. Look at Dangote, very rich, but you have never heard that he has offended anybody. I don't want to mention a Ghanaian footballer. Not even a footballer, some of you. How much do you have? 2,500 in Ecobank. That is what you have, oh. That is what you have. That is what you have. And when you are coming to church, hey! Then when you sit down, you put your bags, everything. Then you went to the washroom. Now you go and pounce again and take a perfume. Then you come and sit down and cross your leg. I am now rich. You have 2,500. <laughs> Petrol for V8. Petrol for somebody's V8. It's all your life income in bank. And you say, we should leave you. We should leave you. That when we say shout. Uh, uh, lift up your hands. Somebody jump. Because you are rich. You are, I mean, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are, you are the carriage man. You are the sleekest in town. 2,500. Petrol money. The first time you are giving tithe for the first time in your life. So everybody must be quiet. All the people sitting with you in the, in, in, in the row, they are in trouble. Well, uh, uh, they are keeping long. I want to give my tithe today. But where are they? I don't want this thing. Today you are giving tithe. The people can listen to the sermon. He should not amount so much money to himself. Neither nor should he take to himself many wives. First Kings chapter 11. He has 700 wives. Royal of royal birth. Women of class. We are talking about the boy Solomon. 700 royal wives, women of class. Who is your girlfriend? Who is your girlfriend? Then you said, hey, Pastor, Pastor, you know, I have to meet my fiancé. That's why I couldn't meet. Who is your fiancé? Who is she? Who is she? Somebody has 700 wives, so they are of royal birth. Royal. King's daughters. President's daughters. Who is your girlfriend? Look at your girlfriend. When it is raining, they use rubber bags and tie their hair. Thank you. That's your girlfriend. Because of your girlfriend, you can't come to Friday meeting. You are meeting your girlfriend. Rubber back covering. Who is your boyfriend? And pastor has to go somewhere with my boyfriend. Your boyfriend failed English and mathematics. If you don't know. He failed English and mathematics. Your boyfriend is doing construction to pay their school fees. They are doing remedials. Somebody's boyfriend. His father left him the richest money ever. Solomon's riches that he inherited. Nobody, no royal. No prince has ever inherited it. That is the amount of money. This is a boy. God said that you will build me a temple. What has God told your boyfriend? Every day, God comes to your boyfriend and said that if you don't stop fornicating, that 
is what God has been telling your boyfriend. Every day, God has been warning your boyfriend, stop fornicating. And he said, and that's my boyfriend, we are planning for marriage. So we have to meet and plan for our marriage. That's why you couldn't come to church. The grace must work. And 300 concubines. And his wives led him astray, not his concubines. The concubines own will come. They led him. So if God said, don't, he went. They led him astray. Flow. As Solomon grew old, his wives turned his heart after other gods. And his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord, his God. As the heart of David, his father had been. God said, nobody should multiply unto himself. Wives. Women. Esau. He did it. Solomon. He did it. Bible says if you do it, you have become a fornicator of death of your better rights. The natural grace of God upon your life to make you great. The moment you fornicate with your destiny, you have defiled that grace. So nobody should do it. That shall multiply. Esau multiplied. Solomon multiplied. For Esau's case, right in the womb, God disconnected the grace. But for Solomon, when I read about the story of Solomon, I get so peeved. And I get, become so, so, so bitter. And it hates me for the boy. First Chronicles chapter 3. These were the sons of David, born to him in Hebron. The firstborn was Amnon, the son of Ahinoam of Israel. The second, Daniel, the son of Abigail of Camel. The third, Absalom, the son of Makar, daughter of Talmea, king of Cusha. The fourth, Adonijah, the son of Hajeth, three. The fifth, Shephathia, the son of Abital. And the sixth, Itarium, by his wife, Egla. So out of the seven concubines or seven women of David, Egla was his wife. And when Chronicles was putting together the, 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 the list of David's women, Bathsheba was not mentioned. Have you seen it? Bathsheba was not mentioned. God did not consider Solomon's mother. The Bible did not consider him. It means Solomon was not in an inch closer to the throne. There was no way. They didn't mention his name. The, by legitimate birth, it was what? Itrim. Itrim by Igla. Because that was the legitimate son. He also did his own foolish things. He passed him by. The second born, Amnon, he went to take Tamar, incest, and Absalom, because that was Absalom's brother. Absalom gets annoyed, killed Tamar, and because of that, God avenged on Absalom. And Absalom also uh, uh, thought that now he is due for the throne. And David said, Absalom, take your time. It will be your turn. He became furious. And Ahithophel's chef came to deceive him. Then one day, Absalom slept with all his father's seven concubines. So Absalom didn't get it. And so the house of David was in a mess. Then Solomon, you were not part. God did not mention his name. He didn't mention his, 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 his mother's name. But grace went to him. Some of us, grace went to us. In the eyes of God, we were nobody. If it wasn't God, we were absolutely nobody. 
Who knows us? Who think about us? Who care for us? When they were putting the chronicles together of the records of the family of David, Solomon's name was not mentioned. His mother's name was not mentioned. But God found grace for him. Don't play with the grace. Hallelujah. So grace went to Solomon. David wanted to build. God said, David, don't build. I've given grace to your son Solomon. He will build. It didn't end there. The Bible said that, and God blessed Solomon. He was blessed. Gave him wisdom. And the Bible said that God appeared unto him two times. We shall come there. God appeared unto, unto Moses. That is why the Bible said that God appeared unto Moses face to face. But when you read the Bible said that, and God appeared unto Solomon two times. God spoke to his father David throughout. But for Solomon, he appeared unto him. What manner of grace is this? Some of you, look at the grace of God that is sustaining and keeping you. Look at the grace of God that has made you somebody today. God said, don't do it. He went ahead to take 700 women of class to marry. Take six as uh, uh, 300 university girls to ride in town. How many times can you do sex in a day with thousand women? And if you have thousand women, you cannot tell me that you wake up a day without sex. Thousand. The way women can jealous. If you do the roster every day, 1,000 divided by 365. Each day is about what? Three. So, averagely, each day, three. Excessive indulgence. Sunday to Monday. Some of you girls are sitting here. They have not married you. You have not done anything. Sunday to Monday. Men are just on you or other you are under. And you say that, Pastor, hey, 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 we shall marry, we shall marry, we shall marry, we shall marry. Hallelujah. So God said, don't do it. He did it. The Bible said that, and they turned his heart from God. 700 wives of royal bed, 300 concubines, and his wife led him astray. Let's read. As Solomon grew old, his wife turned his heart after other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord, his God, as the heart of David, his father, had been. He followed Ashtoreth, the goddess of the Sidonites, and Molech, the distensible god of the Amorites. So Solomon did evil in the eyes of the Lord. He did not follow the Lord completely, as David his father had done, seven lastly. On a hill east of Jerusalem, Solomon built a high place for Shemosh, the distensible god of Moab, and for Molech, the distensible god of the Amorites. Solomon God said David don't build me a temple Solomon will build me the temple the Bible said that when Solomon finished building the temple and they were ready to dedicate the temple and the choristers stand to minister the glory of God filled the room that that day they could not preach the word morning 6 a.m. to evening 6 a.m. nobody could wake up they were all on the floor worshiping God 
was so much happy of what Solomon's has done. I'm believing the Lord one day that they will be praised and worshipped of while we minister and the whole church. It is possible when you stop feeding your, your, your life with sex. Amen. Let me hit it again. I say it's possible when you stop feeding your life with what? Some of you, right? After quarry hazards, you are somewhere. Engineer your system. So you come here Sunday morning. Including the boys. I'm not talking about all of you. I'm talking about the music department. Even when you hit the key, the key is refusing to come out. Grace has left the keyboard and the instrumentals. You kick the drums and the paddle is not moving. So it is for the rest of the departments. The Bible said that God could not allow the priest to preach. The congregation could not stand. Everybody was on their feet. The glory of God has filled the whole place. Because Solomon has finished building a temple. What a grace. Given to a boy whose name is not known. In the genealogy of the, the family of what David. But look at grace God has given unto him. The Bible said that he built a temple opposite the house of God. So if this is the house of God, right opposite the east, of, the east gate, he built a temple for the goddess of Moab and the goddess of, 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 of uh, Molech. He said he built a temple for the goddess of the Asherah. Asherah is the goddess of the air. That is the goddess of the air, the god of power and faith. One of the women were, was, was possessed with the God of power and fame. That was the spirit in one of the, the women. He built one for the goddess of what? Of Molech, the God of fire. You see, some people celebrate the fire festival. Is that God, the God of fire? Where sometimes you have to throw live children into fire. That is the God of wickedness and heat. Amen. And he built for the Moab. The God of incest and defilement. Because it came from the Moab by Lot. Lot built Moab by incests. And that spirit entered a woman. And, that, and, and Solomon married that woman. Then he built one for, for Shemoshe, which is the God of fertility and prostitution. He built for. So all these women, Solomon has slept with them. Count the number of spirits in the man. The Bible said that the spirits of God shall not contend with man forever. Anytime you introduce a strange spirit inside of you, the spirit of grace will move out. Hallelujah. All the spirit, thousand spirits of strange women enter the man. Only God knows the kind of spirit sitting inside of us, girls and boys. Everything you see, you are chopping. You think you are chopping flesh. You will feel the body, but after, you, it will be bitter for life. You have to watch, look, before you cross. In the sexual, spiritual dynamics, let me explain. When we go, you can be scared, but I'm saying it. You have to say it. If you go and proverb it, they will interpret it the way they want. Say it. When you are going to do it, you don't remove your singlet. You move your pant. You may think that you are removing for a man, but you are removing for a monster. You think that you are removing for a woman, but you are removing for a beast. A man is made up of three components. Spirit, soul, and body. And the Bible said that, and the life of the animal 
the blood. And the blood, the life of a man is in the sperm. And the sperm is in that thing called a spermatozoa. That is why a man, a man gives a woman a small spermatozoa and it produces a human being. That small thing, there's blood in it. It contains the spirit, soul, and body of the man. Amen. The woman has an egg. It contains the spirit, soul, and body of the woman. So when we come together, these two things come together. Whether there's conception or there's no conception, these two things come together. Amen. So, the spirit that is controlling me in my spirit, when I do sex with my wife, that spirit will also go into his spirit, her spirit. The spirit in her will come into my spirit. Because in sexual intercourse, the two shall become one. That is why in Corinthians, he said, don't you know that he who yoke his life with a prostitute become one with a prostitute? But you are not a prostitute. But if you sleep with a prostitute, the Bible said you are also a prostitute. No, you are not a prostitute. You only went to some of you. You think that it is conch or fire. So when the heat is becoming too much, you drive towards a circle or whatever. You pick one prostitute and you go and end the situation. And you come home happy. <laughs> hey, that was good. You were a prostitute. The word prostitution is coming from the word porn. That is where pornography, which means filled and what? Wetlessness. So anybody who enjoy yourself with a prostitute, you receive the spirit of filth and wetless. Your life becomes filthy spiritually and spiritually, and you become a wetless person spiritually. So spiritually, you can be praying, but you are wetless. No grace can settle on you. Because you have invited that spirit into you. Amen. So, when I meet my spirit, every spirit controlling me, and every spirit controlling her, the spirit will meet. That is the first component. Amen. So, you find out that I am somewhere. I don't feel happy. All of a sudden, the thought of me will just fall into my, my wife or whatever. Then call. Where are you? How are you? I, I don't feel some, I don't feel some come, happy. Something is wrong. Then sometimes I said, that, you know something, I also felt the same thing. Something is said, that, okay, let's pray about it. Sometimes I laugh because I know the spiritual dynamics. There's a spiritual con communication going on. Amen. So if there's a spirit of Medra in me or in her, we have connected other one day, God forbid, I'll just lift up a nice, I'm killing her or she's killing me. If there's a spirit of peace and understanding, it will connect. No matter what it is, peace and understanding, love will come back. Only God knows the kind of spirit that you have inherited. Only God knows the kind of spirit that you are in. Number two, human beings are souls. So the spirit that enters me, the spirit now takes the center control of my soul. It begins to control you. You used to be very prayerful. Now look at your prayer life. You used to love God. Now look at you. Come to church even is a problem. Your joy for church is gone. Your joy to study the Bible is gone. Your joy to pray is gone. 
Let me give you a test example. Examine your life from the day you slept with that man or that woman. What has become your life? Have you progressed or have you retrogressed? What has become your Christian life? Have you gone forward or have you come? Check your life. From that day that you gave sex to that man or that woman, check. Have you went forward or have you come back? Check your life. Sometimes it can happen to even husband and wife. Because if a husband or a wife is carrying the wrong spirit and cross the wife, it happens. One of them, their life will just be going back. Because grace, wetlessness has entered. The church is dead except Danny. Sometimes you take it while you go home in the same. But these things, it pierces me, it pierces you. Do it just sword. But it's good. It will help us to live so that at least when we are stepping, we watch and look. We don't mess up with the grace. It takes the center of your soul. So it begins to detect you. Drive your soul. The Bible says, so Solomon. The women begin to turn his heart away from God. Do they tell him, no. They didn't tell him that Solomon don't worship God. No, but the spirits that I mentioned was in him now and the spirit was now controlling him. They were in the center of his soul. They were telling him what to do. The man who built a temple that God himself entered and could not preach, the man has now built seven temples for idol worship for God and has built them in front of the church. Where is the grace? Hallelujah. Listen to me. The grace of God, it is not forever. Go, I tell you, I say, God will not take it away. But it can be defiled. You can be a Christian and you'll be struggling. And you don't understand why I'm struggling. It is not anybody. You have defiled it. Amen. Everybody from Buddhist to a Kanka to Krishna to Muslim, believers, unbelievers, anybody know ye no man after the flesh, weigh the spirit, check the spirits that you are going to connect to. Check the spirits. Is it good? Who you are going to marry to? Check the spirits. Some of us, marriage will kill the grace. We marry the daughter of the sea. And that is the end. So, when the spirit takes the center position of your soul, it now controls your body. You now can no longer do what? That is where Romans chapter 7, a soul now have to say that the things I know I don't want to do, they are the things I do. Because at this time, you are no more. Spirit that you have inherited is in control. It's controlling. And at that point, Solomon started building temples. But the spirit was telling, this woman would tell, can't you build a temple for my God? At where? Build it opposite the church. And the man has money. So he'll come and buy the land and build the temple for Moab. for the God of prostitution in front 
of the house of God. Read about the story of Corinth. In Corinth, we have temple prostitutes. In Corinth. You have temple prostitutes. You come to church like this and you feel like doing it. We have prostitutes who are temple prostitutes. You just pick one. There's cubicles outside. You just go and do it and come back to church. They were called temple prostitutes in the church of Corinthians. If there's a temple for the God of prostitution, in, in opposite the house of God. May the Lord deliver us today. Alcoholism and drugs, I'm shifting from here so that you cool down. For some of you, your mind is far. You have remembered, I, the judge, I, fact, I, 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 I didn't trust this, this, this guy. I, I didn't trust this girl. I, I didn't, I didn't, what, what, what happened? I didn't trust. The issue is not about trust. The issue is you rebel. You didn't take time to know the spirits that you were going in. Ever since, your life has never been the same. You are struggling to rise up again. Some of us, we used to be better. When you have never met <clears throat> that man or that girl, your life was better. Ever since you met that man or that girl, what has happened? Your life is totally back. Everything is moving backward. Everything is deteriorating. Your life is breaking down. For some of us too, ever since we met that girl or that man, ever since we met, married that person, even sometimes just a relationship, and just a normal relationship with somebody, you see that your life is progressing. Human beings are spirit. So whoever comes into the arena of your life is either going to move you or, or reverse you. Now some of you, somebody just came into our life, our life has been better. You see that life is moving on. Somebody also came into your life. You brought in some friend. You thought it was a friend. Not knowing it is Satan you have invited. Alcoholism and drugs. It's also defiled grace. Proverbs chapter 20 verse 1. I'm also going to say some interesting things here. Wine is a mocker. And beer. A brother, I like it. It didn't say appetite. beer. Because God has blessed you so much. So now you don't take appetite. Now you take beer, clap. Why is a mocker and beer? It's a brawler, a deceiver. Whoever is led astray by them is not wise. If you allow alcoholism and drugs to take the grace away of your life, you are not wise. If you sometimes you see drunkards and say that, oh, they don't more have grace. There's no more honor on them. The grace is gone. The same thing, a Christian who is being carried around by wine and hard drinks were led astray. Let's go to Genesis, the scripture. So God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on earth. Listen, God has established a covenant with all life on earth. Everybody. Then he said, move on. The sons of Noah who came out of the ark were Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Ham was the father of what? Canaan. So God has established a covenant with all of these people. Those were the three sons of Noah. And from them came the people who were scattered over the earth. All of us, we came out of these three boys. Hallelujah. Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant 
vineyard, a man of the soil. If you allow the riches of this earth to consume you, the grace on you will be defiled. The next scripture. When he drank some of its wine, he drank the wine of the earth that he himself has planted. So, you have to be careful. Now I'm living good. I'm paying good. So your fridge, now there are beers in your fridge. Today you are building a house. There's a wine porch. There's no prayer room. When you used to have one room, when we enter your room, first thing we see is Bible on the center table. When you used to be nobody, when we take your bag and we open, your bag is heavier. When you open, it's the slippers and Bible. Every day there's a small Bible before you. You used to put scriptures on Facebook. Today, the earth has made you a blessing. So the earth is destroying you now. He drank some of the wine. He became drunk and lay uncovered inside his tent. The sons of Noah who came out of the ark. Noah, a man of the soil, proceeded to plant vineyard. Let's move. When he drank some of his wine, he became drunk and lay uncovered inside his tent. The father of Canaan saw his father's nakedness and told his two brothers outside. But Shem and Shepheth took a garment and laid it across their shoulders, then walked in. Can I get the ocean's garment? So, Ham saw his father naked. Then he came out and told his brothers, uh, uh, Shem and Japheth that is his boots is his naked that is his and then they took the like this covered him and they left so Noah wake up he woke up early morning still intoxicated left over saw that he was covered then asked what happened then they said you were drunk Ham came in and saw you drunk and you were lying naked so Ham came to tell us, then myself, Shem, and Japheth, we took the clothes, then we came back. We didn't want to see your nakedness, so we came and we covered you. Has anybody done wrong? Was any of them wrong? Was Ham wrong? Did he, was he going to see his father's nakedness? No. He entered the room and saw his father was naked. And he came back and told the senior brothers. And the senior brothers covered him. When Noah heard it, because he was drunk, and he woke up, and he, his, the drunk, was, the, 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 the alcohol was still, he didn't wait, he lifted up his mouth. May the Lord curse Canaan. What has Canaan done? What has Canaan done? It was Ham who did it. What has your grandchild do? Canaan was a grandchild. The one who did it was your son. He just cursed Canaan. Canaan, may you be a servant of the servants. You'll be a servant to your father's children. A servant to Shem and Ham and all your brothers. You'll be a servant. Because he was drunk. The grace upon his grandchild, he messes up. Alcohol will take the grace upon your grandchildren. Will defile it. And today, the Canaanites became enemies to the children of Israel. Because of alcohol, somebody just cares his children. Because of alcohol. Curse your grandchild. Some of us, we get drunk and we get up and we say anything and say that I said it under alcohol. Spirits don't know alcohol. Spirit knows worse. 
That is why the Bible said that even every idle word spoken shall be taken into account. Spirit don't know that I was drunk. I said it because I was drunk. Spirits are waiting for words. So the moment the words come, they pick it. Some of us, our drunkard parents used to say things on us and we thought that they were drunk. Today you must reverse them. Sisters, women, your husband get drunk and come and stand before you. Stupid woman, foolish woman, useless woman. Why did I marry you? You are a woman of no good, bogus woman, zion woman. You, you, this woman, go away. You are all your children. You are foolish. Your children are not my children. I don't believe that they are my children. Stupid. Then you fall down, he's gone. Then you tell the children, don't mind him, don't mind your father, he's drunk. You are joking. The worst has been spoken. No one just said it. And ladies and gentlemen, in the history of Canaan, that was it. His life never became better. The grace that God had for him was defiled. Consequences that we pray. I said we are ending it today. We pray. Consequences. Number one, demonic infections. If you live, you allow your life sexual relations or alcoholism you take control the center part of your life you get demonic infections demons you have no idea will invest your life men with strange spirits women with strange spirits will enter into you number two carnality of mind everything that is wrong you will think is good Holiness will mean nothing to you. You will not strive to live holy. You will not strive. Even when you fall or when you sin, it wouldn't do anything to you. Think, oh, it's normal. No. It's not normal. You must repent. Amen. That is why the Bible gives us the opportunity to pray for the sins that is of mission and that is of omission. There are certain sins we willfully do. There are certain sins it escape us. We don't know and we do. Both of them Confess them and ask for forgiveness. Number three, curses on destiny. To bring curse on your destiny, on maybe your, the, the destinies of the generation after you. Hallelujah. Can we pray? Go again. Because when I look around, People are not smiling to me. Benevolence of grace. The opposite of debauchery is benevolence. If you are not excessively doing evil, you are greatly living a quality life. Holy living provides sound body for the spirit of grace to enter. So this morning we are going to pray for the spirit of grace. Hallelujah. Let me read Hebrews chapter 10, 29 so that they know that there is a spirit of grace. And that is what we've been talking about. The spirit of grace. How much more severely do you think a man deserves to be punished who has trampled the son of God underfoot? Who has treated as unholy the, th the unholy thing, the blood of the covenant that sanctified him? And who has insulted the spirit 
of grace. So we insult the spirit of grace when we look down the blood of Jesus that cleanses and washes us. Number two, the word of God. Number two, the word of God. It produces faith for the spirit of grace to work. Romans chapter 10 verse 7. How can they have faith except they hear the word? And we are saved by grace through faith. If I read it, I'll tell you. 